Hey y'all, it's your girl Samanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous podcast episode. Um, I share some things that's been going on on the internet and how I feel about them. Um, I shared uh, basically the Angela Daddy's Girl saga that was going on on TikTok, as well as the Astro World or Astro Fest tragedy that happened. And I also just shared how I feel love will solve a lot of the world's problem, more love in the world. So yeah, if you like that episode or any other podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, share that episode with a friend. Uh, For today's episode, I want to share the benefits of intentional breathing. I watched a TED Talk on it and I feel like it could be beneficial for us as humans, especially with the state of the world and with the ending of a year and just a lot of shit that we just be going through. Like breathing can definitely heal or just assist us with healing uh, with a lot of things. I'm also going to give you guys the tarot energy for the next two weeks, as well as the jam of the week. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the tarot energy. As always, I pulled two cards before pressing record. Um, The two cards that I pulled was the hangman in reverse, as well as the nine of pentacles in reverse. The queen of swords in reverse also came out, but um, I'm going to go ahead and just read the hangman and the nine of pentacles. And if you want more, you can definitely go um, head over to Biddy Tarot and look up the, the meaning of the queen of swords in reverse. So let's go ahead and start with the hangman reverse. The upright hangman encourages you to pause for a moment and see things from a different perspective. Reverse, this card can show that you know you need to hit the pause button, but you are resisting it. Instead, you fill your days with tasks and projects, keeping you busy and distracting yourself from the actual issue that needs your attention. Your spirit and body are asking you to slow down, but your mind keeps racing. Stop and rest before it's too late. The reverse will only dial up the volume if you ignore it, and as a result, you may end up crashing. So as soon as you as soon as you hear the call, clear your schedule and make the space so you can tune in and listen. You may already be in a position where everything has been put on hold much to your frustration. The reversal of the hangman can indicate a time when you're being when you're getting blocked, stuck, or restricted because other people or other circumstances have left you on hold. While you feel resistant, it's important that you surrender to what is and let go of your attachment to how things should be. Be in the flow with life, even if it's not as you expected it. But seriously, when does it ever go as you expected? And loosen your grip. If your life has already been on pause for a period, the hangman reverse may come as a positive sign that you can now move forward with a new perspective and a renewed sense of energy. You may find that events line up more with more ease and flow and you're ready to go again. There may have been a breakthrough or a stark realization about how you need to do things differently. You're prepared to make those changes and move ahead with a new mindset. In the reading where a relationship is on hold, the hangman reverse suggests that you are content to wait around to a point. You realize that this relationship will evolve 
and due to its complexities, you cannot rush it. However, you also do not want to wait forever and you acknowledge that there will come a time when you must decide. The hangman reverse can also signal that you are stalling a decision or action. You may think you're waiting until you feel 100% ready, but guess what? You're probably never going to be 100% ready. So what are you waiting for? Take the leap, make that decision, do it before the universe decides it can't wait for you. I feel like I just read this not too long ago. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, most of us are probably in the space where we still need to kind of sit back and reflect and just create a new approach to what, whatever it is that we're working on. I'm not sure if this resonates with me or not just yet, but let me go ahead and get into the, the nine of pentacles in reverse. The reverse nine of pentacles is all about self-worth. When you see this card in a tarot reading, take the opportunity to reflect on your own sense of self-worth and value. On the one hand, you may question whether you are enough, whether your skills are valuable, whether you can charge higher prices or ask for a pay raise, or whether you can attract the right people into your life. You may be undercharging for your services, working for free, or accepting a lower salary than you should. Know that you deserve to be wealthy in all facets of the world. On the other hand, you may focus on increasing your sense of self-worth, invest in yourself, get a, new, get a wardrobe makeover, learn a new skill to enhance your career, or take a personal development course. Practice self-love. Even if you are reluctant to spend money on yourself, know you can indulge in life luxuries, particularly if it makes you feel good and worth it. You are enough. You are more than enough. You are amazing. Sometimes the reverse nine of pinnacles can appear when you are so busy working and hustling that you have no time or energy to enjoy the fruits of your labor. For example, in an effort to build wealth, you may work 70-hour weeks with no time for breaks, missing out on the opportunity to enjoy the riches you're creating. Know where the limit is with wealth creation. At some point, you need to stop and smell the bouquet of long stem roses. Remember what is truly important to you. Now may be a good time to retreat to a natural setting, a forest, beach, mountain, or lake to restore your energies and rejuvenate yourself. Similarly, the reverse nine of pentacles suggests that you may need to release some of your need for a particular income or standard of living, especially if it gets in the way of other life priorities such as family or relationships. You may think you need the best of everything, but really all you need is your family and loved ones around you. Do not be afraid to take a cut into your income for a short time or to reduce your hours at work, even if that means you have to eat rice and beans each night for a week to make up for it. It is vital that you focus on what is important to you. Finances may need to come second, and while you need at least and while you need to at least put food on the table, there may be areas where you can cut back and reduce your dependence on material wealth. I felt like I read this one not too long ago as well. I feel like both cards are definitely uh, telling us to kind of take a break with the hangman. It's telling us to take a break to reflect within um, to see how we can do things better to get us where we're going. And with the nine of pentacles in reverse, it's more taking a break, not necessarily taking a break, but kind of just reprioritizing those priorities so we can, you know, make money, but also enjoy life like and actually fucking live. 
<laughs> but that's the energy for the next two weeks. If you want a little more, uh, the Queen of Swords in reverse definitely came out as well. Um, head over to Biddy Tarot, search in the, the Queen of, of Swords, and then read under the reverse. And then that will give you the meaning of that card. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into the breathing. So I watched this TED Talk that came out five years ago. Um, I didn't write the person who actually gave the TED Talk. But if you search TED Talk and Breathe to Heal, then you'll find the video that I'm referring to. Um, I appreciate this video because it gave me a whole bunch of information in regards to breathing. I already knew how powerful it was, um, but this was just like a nice reminder to be intentional with my breathing every day rather than when I feel I need it. But that was for me personally. So when it comes to breathing, I feel like, or intentional breathing, I'll say, I feel like a lot of people are a little bit hesitant to even try or use this as a form of healing um, to get through like stressful situations or even like PTSD and things like that because breathing is something we do every day. Like, you know, we don't really, I guess, feel like we need to make a connection outside of that because it's like, I'm already breathing. Like, because in order to be alive, like you gotta be breathing, right? But intentional breathing can definitely help with a lot of stressful situations. But one of the things, one of the benefits, the main benefits of intentional breathing is that it helps to change how you feel internally. So when you are in stressful situations or in unpleasant situations, when you practice intentional breathing, it'll help you change the way you feel, at least within that moment, to help you get back to reality and make a, maybe a wiser decision or just to help you figure out your next step or whatever the situation is. It was really interesting in this TED Talk because um, the guy, he predicted, because again, it came out five years ago. So the guy, he predicted that by 2020, here we are in 2021, but he said by 2020, uh, depression and anxiety will be at an all-time high because of the, the di digital type society that we're in now. And voila, he's definitely correct. We're in 2021, depression, anxiety, and now I feel lonely list is definitely up there, probably higher than it's ever been. And I feel like it's partially due to the digital world. Like, you know, we're always online. We're overexposed uh, to information. We know what's going on in the world at all, all the fucking time. Like this, the world has never been at this point. Like, you know, back in the day, if something was going on, uh, our main source of information was the news. And now we can go on Twitter, we can go on YouTube, we can go to almost any site and figure out what's going on, not only within our community, but within the world. So I feel like that is overbearing and that definitely does a lot to us. Like it feels like the world is fucking crumbling all the time because we're overexposed to a lot of information. And not to mention, um, I feel like that's where loneliness can come in because it's interesting because social media was created to bring people together, but I feel like it's kind of doing the opposite, probably because a lot of people aren't really being genuine online. They're creating probably a person that they feel like they could be or whatever the case may be, but social media, the internet definitely can help you feel lonely, even though it was created to bring us together. I mean, there are definitely some people who mastered um, internet, the internet and mastered the balance of real life and social media. But I feel like for most of us, since it was so new to us, we kind of just been overindulging, um, guilty, <laughs> overindulging in like social media and stuff, which can then, can then make us 
feel all these unwelcome emotions because we could end up comparing ourselves to other people online, trying to figure out what we're doing wrong because everybody else seems so happy. Like the the list goes on to how um, overindulging in social media and the internet can make us feel, but intentional breathing can help with everything. So in the TED Talk, he lists some things that... Uh, intentional breathing have has been tried and true. So it's been tested and proven that it benefits people who suffer from PTSD. So much so that the Defense Department advocates for yoga and breathing or breath work for people who have experienced PTSD, in particular veterans. And also the Navy SEALs, they, they practice breath work before combat. So in order for them to prepare to conquer the day or conquer whatever it is that the assignment is for the day. They practice a breath work. They do breath exercises before doing that to prep. So not only can it help you breathe or intentional breathing, help you get through traumatic experiences. It can also help you prepare to fucking conquer something, whatever it is that you want to work on, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, bre- bre- intentional breath work can help remind you of who the fuck you are, that you are capable of doing whatever it is that your heart desires. But in terms of PTSD, I want to bring up The Shy again. So The Shy, the Showtime series uh, created by Lena Waithe, I shared in a previous episode the things that I appreciated about this series. I don't think I mentioned this, but another thing that I appreciated about it was Keisha, the girl who experienced, or the, the sister of the main character, one of the main characters in the series, she experienced a very traumatic a situation. And then once she was out of that that trauma space, <laughs> traumatic space, and made it back home, um, she dealt with a lot of PTSD in which she was like reliving that traumatic experience over and over again. So they finally got her some help. And one of the things that she was taught to do when she's having a, a panic attack or reliving the situation is she go to a video, pull up this like breathing exercise and she do the exercise and then she she's feeling better almost immediately. Like within a couple minutes, she's feeling a lot better. It's bringing her back present, reminding her that she's no longer in that in that traumatic experience. She's no longer dealing with that. And it brings her back to the present again. So that's one of the things I do appreciate about the shy. I was really grateful that they put that in there because Breathing definitely helps with a lot. Like it's something that I've been practicing a lot more and I'm just like, yo, (laughs) this shit does work. Like, you know, I've I've been preaching about it for a while. I even have an old meditation that included some breathing exercises. But um, for me, it was something that I would only go to when I felt like I needed to. So if I feel like anxiety or if I feel like those negative thoughts creeping in, I've been more active with the intentional breathing in that moment. But for me, I feel like it's something that I need to make a part of just like my daily routine in which I do now. It's a part of my morning uh, routine. So I start my day with a breathing exercise now. And then, of course, throughout the day, whenever I feel like I need to hit those exercises again, best believe I'm doing it. So some more uh, benefits of intentional breathing is that it helps you focus Um, In the end, bringing you back to the present, bringing you back to exactly where you are in that moment, not where your your mind is trying to take you, whether it's trying to get you to relive past situations or whether it's trying to convince you that you're not worthy. The intentional breathing will bring you back to present, help you focus on what's in front of you um, and helps keep you calm. 
and it helps with non-reactiveness. So um, in a lot of shows, I think I was on TikTok and I seen like a snippet from Empire with Cookie. I guess she's she went to therapy. I haven't watched Empire in a long time, but I did see this clip and Cookie, I'm assuming she, I think the episode was called Therapy Works actually. So Cookie was going to therapy or whatever and she was on this show and like the the um, host of the show, they was they said some rude shit about her. And if you've seen Empire, like Cookie, she pops off. <laughs> Cookie, she pops the fuck off. And in this moment, she took a deep breath, and then she handled that situation with just a lot more control. And that's one of the the benefits of it. Like you know, if you feel like you're going to react a certain way um, when you're angry or whatever the case may be, like take a deep breath, take a deep breath or do a breathing exercise before reacting, and it can probably change your judgment and just change how you react in that moment as well. And then one of the things that he mentioned in the TED Talk, which I thought was interesting and of value, was um, when it comes to breathing exercises and meditation. So like I've mentioned before, I have a meditation on this podcast that I put out a few years ago in which it incorporated some breathing exercises. But the guy who did this TED Talk, he suggests um, learning about breathing exercises before getting into meditation. So if you're someone or if you know someone or just, you know, if you want to get into meditation, but you're in a space where you can't really calm your mind, because that's a lot of people I've gotten that question before. And just I feel like that's like the number one question when it comes to meditation It's like, how do I turn my mind off to just sit there and like not think of anything because if you're going through a lot it's gonna it's it's fucking hard to just snap out of it and stop and just not think for however long the meditation is but like i mentioned a million times already um with the intentional uh breathing it it brings you to present so if you're too busy focusing on like counting your breaths and you're focusing on the breath period then you won't have much time to think about much else so he suggests learning uh, breathing techniques before getting into meditation because it'll definitely help you, I guess, have a more pleasant experience when it comes to meditation when, when, if you decide to go that route. So I thought that was um, interesting. So I thought to share with y'all. Another thing that I thought was really um, insightful from this um, TED Talk was how he explained the relationship between breathing and grief. Um, because again, as society, um, especially for men, but for everyone in general, like we were taught to not necessarily share our griefs. And we weren't necessarily taught how to deal with friends who experience grief. And with, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't know if I mentioned it actually, but um, towards the end of the year, I feel like we are hyper exposed to just like death, whether that be within our inner circle with people that we know or family, but like with celebrities and people who we like on the internet, I feel like we're just overexposed to it. And um, with that, I feel like we don't necessarily deal with the grief how we should. Um, we tend to overwork, kind of like what the Nine of Pentacles was saying. Like, we know we kind of just overindulge in work and overindulge in everything, but dealing with our feelings when it comes to grief. And when you refuse to deal with grief and you suppress it, and then you continue to suppress any other type of grief that you may experience after the initial grief, then that builds up, which can ultimately, ultimately lead to panic attacks, anxiety attacks. 
I remember I had one, I've only had one panic attack in my life. And that shit was not fun. It was when I was in New York. And now once after I watched the TED Talk, it helped me, what didn't help me, it it like kind of forced me to kind of just revisit that that moment so I can kind of pinpoint like the grief that may have caused that panic attack. In which, um, I don't think I mentioned on this podcast before, but your girl was homeless at one point in New York. And it wasn't necessarily due to like money. It was due to the fact that I couldn't find something in a timely manner. So then um, I became homeless, but then I was too prideful to ask for help or even to let most of the people in my life know um, what was going on at the time. Um, So with this point, I was having a panic attack because I was fearing being homeless again. Like, you know, I guess I never really dealt with that. I didn't even think much can come out of that. It was just me just feeling like I was doing whatever I needed to do to survive. But in the reality, it was some shit that I need to deal with after experiencing that because here I am having a panic attack in which I literally felt like I was dying. Like, I was just like, is this what the fuck a panic attack is? Like, hell no. And then I actually called a friend and then she was just telling me to breathe. Like, sis, read every fucking self-help book there is. Um, she been she's still in therapy, been in therapy for a while. So I'm only saying that to say sis been working on herself. So she was very knowledgeable. And then she was just telling me to breathe. And with, you know, I started practicing some deep breaths, um, inhaled some peppermint essential oil, and then I was like, good. Like, you know, I'm I can't, I'm not saying that I was like happy immediately after doing the breaths. But I became present. I was no longer worrying about something that didn't even fucking happen, Um, worrying about the potential of something happened. I was just present. And then I was allowed to kind of just figure out where that energy was coming from and just to move accordingly, remind myself that I'm good and shit will always work out. And then I ended up getting the apartment. But um, that was just an example of just how grief could then, well, not dealing with grief could lead to having panic attacks and having more anxiety than you normally have and things like that. So I feel like when it comes to dealing with grief, the first step is just kind of, is just accepting how you feel in that moment. Because I feel like as human beings, especially what we, what we've been taught as a whole, we tend to not allow ourselves to feel. I talk about this all the time because we're taught that showing any type of emotion is weakness or like feeling emotions is like counterproductive to what we got going on. But like, if you're not good on the inside, if you're not good as a person, whatever the fuck you worrying about, it don't matter. I feel like the first step when it comes to grief is allowing ourselves to feel with non-judgment. Like don't judge yourself for feeling sad for whatever the reason, whether it be grief, an unpleasant experience or what, whatever the case may be, it's allowing yourself to feel how you do accept those feelings, and then eventually get into those breath exercises um, to help you come back to the present, to remind yourselves just how dope you are, and to just kind of take that next step to healing. Like, you know, so you won't have to keep reliving that situation, keep reliving that experience over and over. And when it comes to dealing with our friends who are going through grief, this was suggested in the video um, because again, we're taught to like, if, if our friend is going through something, most, you know, we are taught to just kind of leave them alone until they're back in a happy place because we don't necessarily know how to deal with it. And what he suggests you do when you are dealing with a friend who's experiencing grief 
is to not force them to like be happy, but to allow them to be in that space of feeling whatever they feel. Let them know that it is going to be tough and that you're going to be with them throughout whatever, how long it's going to take. You're going to be right there beside them, letting them know that they have that community. They have that shoulder to lean on, which I thought was dope. And that's one of the things he said uh, with um, intentional breathing and community, the world will be a better place, basically. But I really do. Um, I did appreciate that suggestion in terms with dealing with people who are going with grief. I feel like, you know, I'm never the type to just leave someone alone because they're going through something. But it is I was always that person that was always trying to get them to feel better in that moment. Um, but I also hold space like if they weren't ready to not feel what they were feeling, then I hold space. I listen to them and just be there like not because I usually don't know what to say, but just know how to just be there. And um, so, yeah, I, I do appreciate him sharing that. So, yeah, that was like the gist of um, the, the TED Talk. And again, I just I know like, you know, it's been tried and true when it comes to intentional breathing, um, that intentional breathing can help with almost anything like anything, not just the PTSD, not just grief, but anything. OK, I'll share another story, which it won't be too long, but I actually had to like stop myself and practice some intentional breathing this week because I'm working on this script. Like I have so many ideas that I want to bring to life, but because of like my past and just society, um, I tend to feel insecure. <laughs> Shout out to Issa Rae. But I tend to feel um, insecure in a sense that like I feel like I'm not good enough to do it, what I'm trying to do or what I am doing. Like, you know, those old thoughts creep in. And I had that while I was typing and I almost had a moment, but then I caught it. And then I took some, I did as many deep breaths that I needed to do. And after that, I was just start typing away. Like, you know, it's kind of just like stopping those negative thoughts in its tracks, you know? So deep intentional breathing can definitely help with that as well. And again, like it's just a lot going on right now, um, not only with the overexposure to what's to news and what's going on in the world, but the fact that we're all it's still in a pandemic. So we're all going through those personal things that are happening in our life, in our lives, those changes, those unpredictable changes that's been happening and still are happening. And I feel like with the intentional breathing, it's going to eventually teach us to kind of just go with the flow. Like, you know, we have to set those intentions um, for what we want out of life. And we have to keep reminding ourselves that everything that happens in our life is happening for us and not to us. So when things change unexpectedly, like again, many things have been happening unexpectedly with the pandemic. When those things happen, when we practice the intentional breathing, we'll have a better reaction to it rather than, you know, going back to feeling anxious and depressed, like we can kind of better take control of it. Hopefully that makes sense. But, you know, I feel like it's only right to practice um, breathing exercises. And I'm going to use the ones that he did in the video, which again, are very similar to the ones that I had in the meditation episode. Um, in the meditation episode I'm talking about, I think it was like a 15 minute one. I, um, I put it out back in like 2018. So you have to like scroll down a little bit to find it if you are interested in it. But let's go ahead and do some breathing exercises. Sit comfy. Make sure you're sitting up straight. And in the video, he suggests that we place our hands on our ribs. So our ribs are like basically like bra strap area. So you put your hands on your ribs. 
So then you're going to inhale deeply in which you'll be able to feel your ribs expand. And then after you inhale, you exhale and then you feel taller when you exhale. So kind of sit, you got to be sitting up straight when you do it. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're already sitting up straight. We have our hands on our ribs now. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath in and a deep exhale. Let's do that two more times. So you put your hands on your ribs so you can actively feel the deep breath because that's that's how deep you want to go with the breathing. So um, when you take a deep breath in, makes your your ribs are expanding and you're taking in all that air and then you exhale. So now we're going to do another exercise in which we're going to breathe in and then we're going to hold. We're going to breathe in on the count of four, hold for seven seconds and then breathe out. Um, for eight seconds. So when we breathe in, we're going to breathe in through our nose for a four count, breathe, hold it for seven seconds, and then breathe out our mouths for an eight count. So let's do this like four times. You can keep your hands on your ribs if you want. If not, you can, you know, put them on your lap. Just be comfortable, but still make sure you're sitting up straight. So it's four, seven, eight. We're going to count in for four, hold for seven, breathe out for eight. So let's do that four times. Let's breathe in. One, two, three, four. Now hold for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now breathe out for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in four. One, two, three, four. Hold for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe out for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in for four. One, two, three, four. Hold seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe out for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in for four. One, two, three, four. Hold for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe out for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in for four. One, two, three, Four, hold for seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now breathe out for eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, don't you just feel like at peace? You feel calm, you've been present. You probably weren't thinking about anything else but breathing in that moment. It's tried and true, y'all. It's tried and true. There are plenty other um, breathing exercises out there. So if this resonated with you, <laughs> but if, if you want to dive in more, definitely head to Google, YouTube. I'm pretty sure there are plenty of resources on learning other um, types of breathing exercises. But this 
is a great one to just start with if you want to get into um, the breathing work. And I love it. Like that's the one I do in the morning. Um, the time, the counts, it's definitely different. I usually do four, four, and four or eight, eight, eight. It's usually the same. I have never done it with like a four, seven, eight, but I like it too. I like it a lot as well. Um, so shout out, like, isn't it dope that with just something as free <laughs> and simple as breathing, we can change the way we feel in the moment. Like we can change our outlook on certain situations. Like that shit is so dope. Like shout out to the body, shout out to universe for even making this possible for us. So I'll go ahead and end the episode here. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and get into the jam of the week. But before I get into the jam of the week, I want to say thank y'all for being on this journey with me. Thank you for breathing with me. I appreciate it. Um, if you like this episode or any other episode of Avocado and Honey, be sure to share it with a friend. Um, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, I There will not be a video episode on YouTube for this one in particular. Uh, we have one more episode before the end of the year, and then we're going to go on a break, and then I'll be coming back in February. And February is going to be, I'm going to be a different type of girl. Like, it's a lot going on. Your girl going to be turning 31. I'm going to be moving. It's going to be a hectic month, but that's when I'll be coming back uh, still. But uh, we have one more episode in which I'm going to have my friend Kendall on, and I'm so excited for y'all to meet him <laughs> and just to have a conversation on how we're going on wrapping up 2021 and preparing for 2022 because we're both in a growing space. So I feel like it'll be dope to catch up with y'all listening and um, just sharing how we've changed over the years and how we'll continue to grow as a human. Yeah, so there will not be a video episode for this one, but the next one will definitely have one. And then that'll be the last episode for the year. Um, so now that I got that out of the way, oh wait, one more thing, be sure to subscribe or sorry, be sure to follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. If you're interested in my, so my personal social media is at underscore Smangy, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. My Instagram is deactivated right now, but it will be activated probably when the last episode comes out. Um, also I do have an emailing list. So if you want to stay connected with your girl and just keep holding each other accountable and just sharing space for one another, um, go ahead and subscribe to my e emailing list um, in which it will be in the bio on all social media platforms. You can just click the link in the bio and then there'll be another link to click so you can subscribe to the email. Um, the emails will definitely still be active even when there's no podcast out and it's weekly email, so I won't be sending out a whole bunch. Um, so yeah, so now let's go ahead and get into the jam of the week. So for this jam of the week, um, it's this woman that I I believe I followed at one point on social media. She's dope. I realized she was an artist, so I like followed her on Spotify. And then, so I do this a lot. When I find dope people and they make music, I follow them. And then eventually, so I can remember to check out their music. So I finally checked out our good sis and she has a song called Sell Away. And I feel like this is a great vibe uh, for what we've been talking about today. Um, it definitely makes you like take you to a place in which all you want to do is just breathe deeply and intentional breathe because everything is just so beautiful. Like you got to take it all in. Um, the artist's name is London McCoy and the song is called Sell Away. Um, Sis got some other good songs on here like Ease is another favorite. So definitely check her out. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into the jam of the week. Thank y'all again for being on this journey and I'll talk to y'all in two weeks. Mm -hmm.